made it to season two of Old Dirty Benches. Glad to see you again. This is Patty Popcorn. I was going to say Patricia Palomitas, but somebody laughed at me, so... (laughs) I'll just keep it real. Patty Popcorn. And here's JD to tell you what we actually do here. Hello, everyone. This is JD. So, if you've landed on us, this is a podcast dedicated to lighthearted, humorous discussions regarding crimes of the powerful. We will also be discussing our review of recent movies or series that have been released, and these episodes will drop every other weekend. For those of you who don't know, white-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. And we're live. Hello, Patty. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Hello. How's it Stranger. going? Stranger. I know. It's good. It's been weeks. It sure has. I've been um, trying to, to keep tabs on you. I've been working on my third degree. and <laughs> <laughs> I finished my master's while you were gone. To, oh, my gosh. To, Onward uh... to doctorate, everyone. <laughs> Just kidding. Jurist like, doctorate. I have like one more year left. Um, no, uh, I've been trying to follow you as part of Interpol investigations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Many have. <laughs> and all have failed. While you're in London. <laughs> London. London. Oh, it was so great. That's awesome, babe. Yeah. I'm happy for you. And I would like to say that I feel like everyone, some folks more than others, first off, need to get your passport. Yeah, I do. It's not really a thing here so much as Europe, I feel like. Here, a lot of people don't ever get their passport. Yeah. I would agree with that. And secondly, go somewhere else. Go to another country. Check it out. It's a wide world out there. Yes. And when you go somewhere else and see other people and how they live, it's very Mm eye-opening. And also, like, how they view us. Yes. And our country is very Mm -hmm. eye-opening. And just watching the news there is very eye-opening. Anyway, I just think that it's good to come out of your hidey hole and uh, see how... Hidey hole. Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> People that don't go anywhere, they live in their hidey hole. Oh, my God. And I, don't, I mean, I think it's weird, too. Um, I don't know if... Like other countries, more people are just more used to traveling. But here, a lot of times, people never leave their hometown. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's like common. Mm-hmm. And here, also, I feel like people go to the same place. Like, I mean, uh, you know, it's no secret. I'm a Hawaii person. <laughs> I've gone to Hawaii many a time. <laughs> but now I'm like, okay, I want to branch out. Yeah, we try to, um, me and my spouse, we like to travel, too, and we've we try to go to different places. Um, we even have a map. It's actually in his office of the places that we have gone and the places we want to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's we like, have a map that we put pins in. When yeah. We go. I was just going to say it has like little push pins. They're two different colors so that we can mark where we've gone. Is it like want and went? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I don't remember. We the exact... only do where we've gone. We don't do okay, the, wants. the wants. I do have a note. 
on my phone though. Oh, of like where you want to go. Where I want to go. I know. I feel like I'm riding on your coattails and then you go somewhere and I'm like I wanna go. There. Let's go there. So <laughs> Yeah. Freaking go. <laughs> I still got to send you the Belize stuff. But, yes. Because um, I think that is what we want to do next. next. One. Yeah. Okay. Um, Our next one is Toronto. Oh, okay. Canada, we which I already love everywhere I've gone in Canada. Mm-hmm. Which I've only gone to Victoria and Vancouver. Oh, so. uh, okay. okay. But I've loved, I love it there. Everybody. And poutine. Hello. Poutine. Um. <laughs> Don't you say that. <laughs> Don't you wreck it. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say, well, while you are gallivanting off into other countries and yeah. stuff. Oui, uh, oui. Yes, we oui, oui. Je vais au Paris. <laughs> ah, Paris. Whatever. I was stuck here uh, <laughs> doing my normal shit and um, finishing. Working Ozark. out. Yeah. Studying. Yeah. <laughs> bettering herself as a person. Self-improvement. That's right. Um, but also binge watching The Last of Ozark. Which I said I'm one away. We're gonna finish it I know. today. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> I'm not gonna say, but everyone dies. But I <laughs> Oops. But I do want to say that and I don't care what anybody else says, but I believe <laughs> that Wendy is a cunt. And I'm oh, going to say I that. hate her. I I hate her. I hate her, hate her, hate her. I hate her. I swear, she's a devil in a skirt, dude. She's not good. She's an awful person. Okay. I had I'm to, totally on board with this. Dude, I had to pause some of the episodes and look at, <laughs> like, look at my spouse. What the fuck? Yeah, I was like, this fucking bitch. I, dude, I couldn't help it. I was yeah. just getting she's so enraged. She's very manipulative. Woo! Yeah, bad, bad, bad yeah. person. Bad. Okay, I can't wait to finish it, and then we can full-on discuss it, but I was thinking to myself yesterday, so we watched up until the last one, Okay, and I was like, you know, she's the villain in this show. Oh, totally, dude. She is the bad guy. She is. And you kind of feel like at the beginning, she's like the victim, or- Uh Well, she makes herself out to be. she is a total bad, she's a villain. Yeah. She is a manipulator- She's the one that's been calling all these shots. All the way through. Yeah. Setting up every curve and turn. Yeah, she's a bad person. <sighs> all right. Anyways. I'm on board with that. All right. The Nicolas Cage movie, not so much. But <laughs> <laughs> He's making a comeback. He's awesome. No shade to him. No shade Just, to Nick I Cage. I thought that everything funny was in the previews. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. I like that movie. Um... <laughs> I would also like to point out that the whites have been captured. Uh, Vicky is in the hospital, and the other one is uh, back, uh, has been detained. So What? Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but we had an uh, inmate and offender um, escape from jail with the assistance. Of, oh, that story you sent me? Uh, the corrections officer. Uh-huh. Dude. The Tully 2.0? Yeah, t- what was her name? Tully 2.0. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for Danamore 2 to come out where she's talking be, about. I told you it's going to be John Krasinski oh and God. Rebel Wilson. I know. I've cast it already. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I called the Miles from Murphy Brown. Well, I think, I don't know if they had the accident today or if it was yesterday, but I guess she shot herself. I haven't looked up all the oh, details. But... I did not hear any of this. Yeah, crazy shit. Crazy. She's going to be on 
uh, interviews doing stuff like I just wanted to bust a nut and some <laughs> other shit that. <laughs> Oh, my God. I just wanted to bust in Oh, my gosh. Anyways, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Stay tuned. That's probably going to be a whole episode. It could be. It could be. Yeah. So, today we are actually going to talk about a documentary on Netflix. But it is White Collar. It is White Collar. Correct. Um, It's called Bad Vegan. Mm -hmm. For those of you who have not seen it, we uh, recommend that you do go watch it. Pause. Yeah. Come back. Hello. <laughs> Woo, that was crazy, right? <laughs> um, what I want to say is uh, I watched this twice. Okay. Okay. And- Already trying to show me up. That's fine. <laughs> and what I was thinking was uh, we'll probably have to break this up into two episodes. Sorry, um, Julie. Yes. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Julie. Um <laughs> Mostly because the first... And I think, honestly, Julie was the one that told me to watch this. Oh, is she? Shout okay. out to Julie. Yes, shout out to Julie. Um, the interesting thing about this was I had one set of emotions watching it the first go around. And then watching it the second time, um, this is where my criminology <laughs> and psychology started to come into play get ready for the diagnosis people (laughs) and i started picking out some flags like red flags from it um and we'll talk about it but uh it's it'll be interesting to see what you say about it uh based off of some of the stuff it'll be super shallow (laughs) (laughs) no not true i think i was doing the laundry at this time Folding clothes yep. on the couch. I was probably changing oh it God. from the washer to the dryer at this point, and I missed that You're so Im- incredible plot point. Um, the other thing before we get into it, we have a another review that showed up on um, <laughs> Apple Podcast. It is not myself. Okay, <laughs> she has to say that. <laughs> so uh, oh, it's yeah. titled Uh-oh. "A Fun and Informative." Ooh. Um, dot 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 <laughs> with five stars. Oh, by the way, all right. Yes, I um, like it already. I know. Please right? continue. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, "I realized as I was looking forward to the next episode that I had yet to leave a review for this podcast. The hosts are conversational and engaging, and I enjoy learning more about the psychology of the criminal mind." <laughs> That's all you, JD. <laughs> I also appreciate their acknowledgement of the potential for rehabilitation and second chances. If you're looking for a podcast addressing an important topic that won't weigh too heavily on you after listening, I would highly recommend this one. Oh, that's nice. Shout out to my sister. (laughs) All right, another relative. (laughs) Okay, Robin, I'm waiting. (laughs) Yours better be good. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah. And then I looked at the name and I was like, oh, family ties. <laughs> oh, I know. That's nice. Yeah. So, okay. It's true, though, that I, there's enough heavy shit going on in the world. We don't need to. Yeah. I mean, some, I mean, some of the stuff that we cover can be maddening, like, once you look at, like, what's happened or how it's affected people, but we really do try to keep it lighthearted, make some jokes. 
probably talk too much shit sometimes. And but tangent the hell out of it. Yeah. So. Our menopause bellies, <laughs> um, which I worked on on Mother's Day. You did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You get? Did you get it for free? I did. Oh, that's so awesome. And then I was talking to uh, one of my stepsons, and he was like, "What did you end up doing today?" And I said, "I went to Wiener Schnitzel." <laughs> he was like, "I was just listening to a podcast episode. Didn't you just go there?" And I was like, "Dude, how dare you? It's never enough. It's our yaya ding dong." <laughs> God, dude, I'm there so much. Um, I went there as soon as I got back. Did you? Man. The you next like, day, I'm like, Wiener Schnitzel, please. Is that, is that when you sent me the picture? Uh huh. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I was like, it. I want some chili dogs. No, I only have chili fries fries. this time. Yeah. Only yeah. fries and a pop. That's so good, dude. And they've got their Fruit Loops ice cream cone yeah, back, that which is good. amazing. So, <sighs> anyways. It's just like a it's like food of love (laughs) (laughs) all right let's talk about veganism wait before that real quick tangent (laughs) i uh had to work on mother's day oh yeah at target and can i just say like people lighten the fuck up man like Uh i saw so many like bitchy moms with their poor little kids at Target, it, my heart was breaking. Okay? Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm like, wow, you're really selling it on this Mother's Day. <laughs> like, what? I get it. I get it. Okay, uh, I have three kids. Oh I had God. three small kids. You know, all at one time. I get it. But like, come on, Mother's Day, really? You're gonna like, eh, don't touch that. Don't touch the the checkout. I was just like, oh, my God. A little kid was trying to help his mom do the self-checkout. Yeah. She was just screaming at him. Really? And he was like eight. So his little face, I was like, oh, no. I went over and I got him a sticker. I'm like, here, buddy. I'm on your side. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I know you just want to help and your mom's a bitch. I'm a mother and a grandma. Exactly. I'm a naughty. I got you. Anyway, I just wanted to say, lighten up, yeah, Francis. No Francis. Be glad you're a parent because pretty soon we're all going to be a parent, right, yeah. ladies? <laughs> <laughs> we got to prep our baby making factories, apparently. So, uh, okay, we're not talking about yeah, that. Don't get I, me started. Oh my God. Because I was literally walking around the house this last week and I was telling John that he was part of the bad people because he had a penis and he was like, don't let me in with them. <laughs> then cut it off. Solidarity. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I was like, oh, as oh I'm seeing all this shit blow up as we're in Europe and I'm like, well, it looks like we're going back 70 years when we get home. <laughs> like you said. Stepped into a time machine on your airplane. Oh, yes. Anyway. All right. Now for some fun. Bad vegan. Bad vegan. Bad vegan. Which something I'll never be. Vegan. Um, Maybe bad, but not vegan. Yeah, I've never tried it. My sister actually has. I don't know if they've gone back to it, but there was a period of years where um, she definitely was a vegan. I think she's a vegan. I know she wasn't eating any meat or anything like that. And like no dairy either. That's what I'm not sure. I will not give up dairy. Because I know there's like different levels, you know, where sometimes they'll uh, 
they will eat fish, but then not any meat or, you know what I mean? So I'm not sure what level she was. Well, I think vegan is like... You're talking vegetarian, I think. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm so not familiar with So there's something called world. a BDI vegetarian. And oh, they see? eat like chicken and fish, but they don't eat meat. Oh, okay. But like vegan, like meat? they don't eat dairy. They don't eat anything. Yeah, anything that comes from animal, an animal right? Produced, correct. Yeah. yeah. So she might I love have... animals. <laughs> I like to eat them. Exactly. <laughs> I love, love, love them. On a bun... Butter. <laughs> Lots of cheese. And I love cheese. Sauce. And I just love dairy. So I'm, I'm not the, I'm not a vegan anyway. I could never be one. And I also can't give up bacon. So there you have it. Um, so uh, what's interesting is you're the one who brought this up to me, this documentary. Yeah. And what I didn't realize was I had actually read an article about her like a couple years ago. I think it was a couple years ago, um, where it talked about how she believed that her dog was immortal, not realizing that she was connected to this whole crime and this restaurant and stuff. Um, so it was just the dog story. Yeah, it was just about her and her dog, okay. um, Leon. So uh, I was trying to find the article, and maybe I, I think w- my dog's immortal. It's <laughs> like a hundred and thirty. <laughs> As long as there's bacon, he ain't dying. It's all that, He's like that fat can I preserving bacon. <laughs> like embalming yeah. his, his bacon. He's very uh yeah, exactly. Uh so, so um funny. but once I started watching the documentary, I was like, this is the same person. Right. So um This chick is what? Yeah, it it kind of got a little bit crazy. Um again. It's the coercive control thing. So what I will say is that there is some coercive control, but I also had some red flags with um, (laughs) Sarma. With her? Yes. Um, Her name? Just kidding. I have a weird (laughs) name, too. I get it. So Bad Vegan is based on a lady named Sarma, and I'm sorry if I butchered (laughs) it. Butchered the last name. Melangalis, I think. Yeah, I think. Is I think it's Mangalus. Mangalus? Okay. Um, so she owned this restaurant called Pure F- Food and Wine, which was based in New York City. Um, and she actually had a degree in economics and did work for a big corporation, um, which sold stocks. Um, she decided that she wasn't happy doing that and goes to culinary school. Right? So uh, she kind of wants to change food. And um, believes that it should be more raw. So she starts to get, like, known all over the world for her culinary right, arts. She gets, like, some celebrity followers. Yes. That yeah. boosts her. It's her and her boyfriend, then, yep. right? Yep. She starts the business with her then-boyfriend, who was already a chef at the time. And um, kind of making a name for himself. His name is Matthew Kinney. Um, and then he's uh, also... Uh, or they also had an investor named Jeffrey um, Chowro, I think is how you say his name. So um, that's initially how she got started into the culinary world. Um, and I think Matthew Kinney kind of put her up onto a different level as far as expertise and professionalism goes. Um, but then she meets this guy after her and Matthew break up. Um, 
whose uh, name is Shane Fox, a.k.a. Anthony Stranges, in 2011 on Twitter. So a lot of the news reports and stuff that come out when the story first exploded um, was basically calling her the vegan Bernie Madoff, which made me laugh. <laughs> so, uh, but I don't think she had the intent that Bernie Madoff did. Um, I don't know. There's a portion or there's a part in the story where I wondered, um, and we'll we'll cover that where I thought um, that she essentially because she wanted to be immortal or have some sort of special powers where she was willing to forfeit everything, her business, uh, the paycheck of her employees, just so that she could reach this next plateau, whatever that was. I don't know. Um, But (laughs) uh, what I want to start out, with is kind of like how her and Matthew Kinney started out and then she got into her restaurant, Pure Food and Wine. So Matthew Kinney had already owned a restaurant um, and as part of her culinary school stuff, she interviews him and they start dating. So She's very beautiful. Oh yeah, she's pretty. She's very pretty and um, she seems charismatic. Um, you know, she's uh, smart um, and then again, she had a degree in economics, right? Mm-hmm. So she's got some business savvy there, savvy, savvy. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> so they come up with the concept for vegan food. Um, that <laughs> what if we just gave you raw food, <laughs> but with no meat? Uh, I think in the culinary aspect of it, they kind of, instead of making it seem weird or kind of like out there, they make it look sexy and appealing. So, um, they actually had some huge celebrities coming through there, like, uh, Tom Brady and his wife, Owen Wilson. Boo. Good old Brady. Good old Billy Clinton. He's not allowed to eat sugar, you know. (laughs) I swear. I know. He has like a strict no eating like, regimen. Send me back to the game. <laughs> <laughs> if I get killed, I get killed. You know, he's not driving a wiener schnitzel anytime no, soon. Not, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> I take back all the mean things I said. He obviously <laughs> hates himself. Um, also, uh, Mr. Clinton... Um, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin was, I guess, a frequent customer over there. And he was kind of, he had a little crush on her. Yeah, apparently. Um, But their staff was dedicated and um, they loved Sarma. That's one thing I picked up from the documentary. Um, When I first watched it, I didn't realize, because at first I was like watching it and um, they're like basically so dedicated to her and the whole concept of this restaurant that even when she stops paying them and comes back and gets new investors and stuff, they still come back. Like they quit their jobs that they had at that moment and come back. And one thing I did notice the second go around is that each of them had actually tattooed the brand on their body somewhere. That duck. The lucky duck. The lucky duck. Um, And, uh, That's not weird at all. Well, I was like, I'm going to get my bullseye tattoo any day. <laughs> Go target. target, team Target. You know, I, well, I was thinking about that, and I was like, man, if you really believe right so much in 
this culture that is created at a place where you work. Mm -hmm. So much so that you actually get it tattooed on yourself. Like, you obviously believe... She had it, too. She did. She Mm -hmm. had it tattooed. I mean, they show it during the documentary. It's not very attractive. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. It kind of looked not that great. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's Um, the least of what's going on here. Yeah. I just... I wanted to point out, like, how much... The employees believed. They were committed. Yes. This was their dream job. They were in it to win it. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. So. So even more sad that she like screwed them all over. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Sarma's in tons of articles at this point. She's getting her picture taken. Right. She's like a celeb in her own, yes. right? Yes. Her and Matthew actually write a book together. Um, culinary book. Uh. There was rumors that Matthew was stiffing investors, um, and then her breakup with him was super public, but this is when their split happens in the restaurant, right? Because neither one of them wants to work with the other one now at this point. And they tell Jeffrey, the other investor in the restaurant, that um, he's going to have to make a choice and get rid of the other one. So he sits on it, and he decides to go with Sarma. I don't know if it's because of how cute she was. I'm sure not. Um, I, I found that <laughs> I found that interesting because Matthew had already had another restaurant that he owned and was running. So you kind of see like, okay, well, he's already got. Right. He's like vetted sort yeah, of. Yeah. So I'm like, you chose to go with Sarma yeah, though. Like boobs, that was kind of a little why. bit. <laughs> They're magical. They're magical. They can make dudes do things. <laughs> but, um, I mean, he chooses Sarma, and it does come with $2 million in debt, right? But you would think, though, with that success, that she would be able to make that money up. Right. So, um, Jeff does try to sue Matt for poaching um, the staff, which was... Uh, Basically half his at that point, right? Because he did put money into the restaurant as well. And um, like I said, he was actually uh, the head chef um, at the restaurant. So he was basically the one creating the meals and what was going on the menu and stuff. So um, I just found it like super interesting that he ended up being cut out and then, you know, just pushed it aside. like, ha ha. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. That's what you get, buddy. (laughs) I know. Um, so I'm not necessarily sure that Sarma was prepared to take on the business alone. Uh, you know, anybody who's looked into, um, purchasing and running a restaurant knows. It is like, it's beyond a 24 hour day job. Like, you know, I'm too lazy. It's incredibly stressful um i you know it's hard because to, most of the time you lose money yeah. like the first what five years yes. or something yes essentially so that sounds awesome yeah. you work all the time and mm-hmm. you lose all your money no yeah so much no i yeah. i found that i am better as a customer <laughs> than as a restaurateur <laughs> sometimes like Chris will say, you should have a restaurant. And I'm like, no, I'm too lazy. And I only want to cook what I want to cook when I want to cook it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I don't think that's a winning plan. Yeah, it just requires so much investment of like you resources. have to be dedicated like in every single facet. Yeah, you're basically like sleeping there yeah, essentially. Totally. Um, and then, like you said, you have to be willing to hang in there for a number of years until you start turning a profit. Yeah, so hard pass for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I tr- I do believe that Sarma probably had the drive and the goals at the beginning. Like I'm sure she really wanted to own this business, um, but it just probably became a heavy burden for her. Yeah. Well, um, she had other issues going. Yeah, on. she did. She definitely did. I mean, uh, I don't think that the breakup between her and Matt went very well for her. I think it was hard on her to begin with, um, because it. Well, clearly I mean, looks- that's not a good thing to mix your work with your romance i mean everyone knows that don't shit where you eat people um and then unless, now unless every you're time- talking about <laughs> me and my hubby which met uh, we whatever met at, we met i'm not talking about you guys but <laughs> I'm saying no but then uh, like now you're broken up and now you still have to go to this place that used to be your and his place yeah. and that's got to be psychologically kind of you know, yeah, like up. I kind of not, I'm not sure that I really want to be here, yeah. but I'm going to try to make it my and own. And now, like, some of the staff is going with it's almost like a divorce, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's what ended up happening, you know, because there was a lot of resources tied in between right. the both not, of them. Not so. a happy situation, I'm sure. No, Mm-mm. um, during this time, she gets a dog, Leon, um, and her pictures kind of show them like she's going through a depression essentially. Uh, and I was already at this point wondering if she was introverted, um, but kind of has to she function. She seemed introverted to me. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's it's interesting because our society is really built towards extroverts. That's really how we operate. Yeah, I know. Because, <laughs> I mean, it does make it difficult for people to have to function within that scope if you are introverted. It kind of, like, it's a forced... Oh like yeah, you, you have, have to, to act do it. like that, or else you're kind of like, "What's wrong with you? Yeah. Why aren't you? You're standoffish." Oh, that person's weird. They always like stay to themselves, yeah. or they don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. Uh, Why don't you smile more? Hello, get some used people... to that, people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Oh, well, no, I mean, like, to your point, I've worked with uh, people that I knew were introverts, and I know you have, too, um, and it's difficult sometimes for them, uh, you know, and I, I've I mean, always... We had a coworker yes. who literally would only, co- like, communicate to me through, like, Skype text messages. Yeah. If I tried to talk to them, they were extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. And I felt bad for them because, um, you know, they they had to attend meetings, right? Where yeah. you're sitting face to face with people. It's an uncomfortable <laughs> And that was situation. not their, they no. did, that was not their jam. No. I mean, I remember talking to them at one point during a meeting, asking them questions. <laughs> and they talking. literally wouldn't even look at me. They yeah. looked at the wall when they were talking to me. And I, you know, and it wasn't something that bothered me because I knew they were introverted. Well, you just feel bad for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't want them to be in an uncomfortable situation when I knew that was uncomfortable. Look at me. Yeah. So it was right. just kind of like, okay, cool. Thanks for the update, you know, and then yeah. press on that kind of thing. But I feel for introverts. I really do. Yeah. Um, and that business restaurant, you can't be introverted although she might have been able to be like i'm mysterious you know (laughs) 
<laughs> she definitely fucking was. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I think, I think probably because she was working with other people that were able to carry her. Yeah. You know, and help see her through. I mean, she had some, like I said, dedicated staff members that were able to help her make it a right. success. The manager, for example, uh-huh. that oversaw the restaurant itself. Um, I mean, he was instrumental. Like, all her people were just very protective of her. Oh, yeah. Still, even yeah. on the documentary, even though they were saying, like, what she did was yeah. wrong, they still stuck up to no, her. No, she's like, her. totally fucked us over. We love her. Yeah. Like, yeah. she made that place somewhere where we wanted to come every day. Like, this is the stuff that they're basically saying. Yeah. So... Um, and what kind of was weird to me was this, like, long diatribe that she goes into about Alec Baldwin. She's got, like, this fixation, which is kind of strange to me, because she talks about it for a little while. Um, I mean, which is how she ends up meeting Shane, Mr. Fox. Uh-huh. Um, Thanks, Alec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she's, like, kind of throughout the documentary, like, well, if I hadn't ended up with uh, Anthony slash Shane slash Mr. Fox, uh, I could have been with Alec. And it was just kind of weird. I don't know. To um, me, it feels like she was kind of sad that didn't happen, the yeah. hookup with Alec. But then he met his wife. Wife. Through the restaurant. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, that was kind of weird. It was weird. I, even like, watching it. even bringing this yeah, up? Yeah. Even watching it a second time, I was like, is she trying to like send him messages through the documentary? He's like, got too many kids, Sarma. Leave that man alone. <laughs> Isn't he, aren't they having like their seventh I don't something? know. Yeah. Something crazy. Good grief. Plus he's got all that stuff going on with oh, like the movie production. Yeah. Sarma, you don't want none of that. You got your own problem, Sarma. <laughs> yeah. Just stay in your playground, okay? Yeah, that um, was strange. But maybe they also put that in there to, I don't know, be provocative for could the be. viewer. Who could knows? be, yeah. I mean, that's all it, it's about. It's all in editing. She does not like this video. Have <laughs> you seen her? Yeah. She's not happy. Yeah, she's not happy. <laughs> um, so Sarma ends up meeting Shane, uh, playing on words with friends. Um, and then they start texting for a while. Have you, did you play words no, with I friends? I played words with friends. I did. I, I used to play it, words with uh, friends with my spouse, but I think he's a dirty cheater and I quit. <laughs> dirty cheater. He'll laugh at that. <laughs> oh my God. I do remember that game. I haven't played it in a while. So here's the thing. Yes, if you thanks. just randomly put letters together and you don't know it's a word, that is cheating. Okay? <laughs> like any dipshit can do that. Say That's it, what I'm say saying. It isn't so spouse of Patty. <laughs> He'll be like, oh no, I knew that kerfluffle or no, I'm just kidding. But anyway. Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> so Sarma actually meets Shane at the end of 2011. And uh, based on reports that have come out since their split and interviews, Sarma has reported that Shane was controlling, gaslighting her, and abusive. Um, in other words, he used co- course of con- control to manipulate and use Sarma. Um, what was interesting to me is Sarma records a lot of their conversations throughout their relationship. Um which yeah, that was strange. Yeah, it really, I've never done that. No, uh, that stood out to me uh, as a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Really? Yes, because I do tell. I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't use some manipulation and stuff. Because uh, obviously, the whole you... thing was bizarre. But yes. you just tell the story, because then I'm going to just be saying stuff. And <laughs> if the people haven't watched it, they're going to be like, "What <laughs> happened?" You know what I mean? I mean, you need to watch it because it's like we're not going to do justice to how strange the story gets. But. Um, yeah, the fact that she was recording their conversations uh, is... I mean, maybe that's a thing people do. I don't know. Do, pe- do you guys do that? Do you yeah. guys record Listeners. conversations? Um, maybe it's just you and I are like, dur, 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 and everyone else does this. <laughs> this is like a thing. Like, this swipe right. We don't know. <laughs> we old people. We oldies. We don't do that shit. Okay? Oh, my gosh. Speaking of that, I was talking to my friend who um, still gets on some of those dating apps. And I was like, is this swipe left or swipe right? <laughs> I said, we were talking about it on episode. We sound totally moronic. She, she just thought we were so funny. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, you know what? Respond to us by email or on social media and let us know if you record uh, you and your right, is that partner's a thing? I think you put that on Twitter. Yeah, I, because I've never done that. I don't know of anybody who actually does that. Right. I don't Unless, know. Unless, like, strange. I can see at the end, if someone's, like, continuously gaslighting you, Perhaps then you would be like, look, motherfucker, I know what I heard. Yeah. You're telling me this, but I can listen to our conversation. Okay, that makes sense yes. to me. But just to randomly record someone is weird. Yes. I thought that was weird. It kind of stood out to me. I was like, <laughs> hmm. What'd you, what was your diagnosis? Uh, Did? <laughs> Did? No. No, I just... um. <laughs> I so we're gonna get into it a little bit as we go on into the story, but I honestly think that Sarma also had a game to play in this. So okay. I think some of the recording of the little, conversation little was part of that. Okay. Yes. Huh. So um Well, I just think it's strange that he's like, I need money and she's just randomly giving him thousands yeah. upon thousand what? Yeah. And no. then on the recordings, though, she's acting defiant. Like, I'm not giving you any more fucking money. But then continues to dole out cash. Right? So, I mean, you're saying one thing and then you're doing another. I don't know. It's very but odd. She had to for immortality. <laughs> Which, what? <laughs> Again. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> but, I mean, she's a... Just give your dog bacon. They'll live forever. (laughs) Preservatives. You heard it here first on our podcast. Bacon makes your dog live forever. Maybe we should email her and let her know. Yeah. I don't know. She's like, don't say the B word. (laughs) I'm vegan. Um, she ends up bringing him into the restaurant and tells one person that he's an old friend friend from high school and another that he is her cousin. Right. And right off the bat, they're like, something's up with this motherfucker. He is shady. So what's, I mean, that's weird, right? If you're potentially going to date a person, why would you introduce them Okay, so here's the thing. When they finally meet, he's... Not he doesn't look like he's oh, yeah. supposed to look. He's kind. He's kind he's of catfishy a little bit, right? And so maybe she was like, "Oh, so she's like, I'm not gonna say you're my boyfriend because you're kind of fat or what, <laughs> you know?" So she, so she was shallow. Is that what? Yes. You're 
<laughs> or maybe she's like, I don't want them to know this is my boyfriend or some Could random be. dude I'm talking to on the internet. Yeah. I mean, instantly the staff start questioning their relationship, like you said. Um, Sarma's not really sharing what's going on, um, which is a little bit strange, right? Normally, when you first get into a relationship, you kind of want to share that with everybody. You're like, oh, look. You're like, I changed my Facebook status <laughs> in a relationship. It's complicated. <laughs> I changed my status to Nunya. Nunya business. You know what I, you, like, you're telling all your girlfriends or whoever, you're like, oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. I I'm think she love. was kind of, like, embarrassed. I think this is the guy I'm going to marry. And, like, Matthew was a good-looking dude. Yeah, he so, was. So, like, to go from that to this to guy, Shane. who's, like, a freaking gamer, oh, basically. Mr. Fox, yeah. Who, like, is the typical, I live in my mom's basement playing <laughs> Call of Duty. No, no offense to people on. that do that, but <laughs> screaming into the microphone. <laughs> I will fuck you yeah. up, dude. <laughs> Little kid, I'm playing online. Shouldn't you be in school right now? <laughs> exactly. So I can kind of see that. Like, if you met someone on the internet, you might feel embarrassed that that's how you met. That's all. Could be. Could be. Yes, especially if he ends but up being here's that the way. Thing you also, um. Have a story and stick with that. (laughs) Don't just keep changing it because all these people work together. You can't tell Olivia that he's an old high school friend and then tell Brian over at the bar. He's also my cousin. He's my cousin. (laughs) Like, what? Because they're instantly going to start gossiping. Of course. And be like, what is going on here? Anyone that's worked in a restaurant knows that. Yeah, hello. Those people like to chat. Uh, Yeah, yes. Um, so he starts telling her that he's involved in black ops. Where have we heard that before? Right. Um, Robert Freegard. <laughs> On this shit has been known I'm as part two. so sorry, but I swear if someone told me that, I'd be like, no, <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? I'd be like, especially this- because he was like chubby. What? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, on, like, Call of Duty? Is that what you're talking about? Call of Duty. <laughs> Why too many Big Macs there, sir? Right? Um, no shame. I'm all for the Big Mac. Well, not really, but, you know, I'm all for junk food. Me, yeah, me too. But um, I feel like, I don't know, like, the standard for Black Ops must have went down. Uh, <laughs> I'd like, oh. Are you on a hiatus? What's going on? Mr. Fox? Yeah, that's what I've been yeah, asking. I don't know. Um. I mean, everything's secretive. His laptop looks like it could have or could be um, CIA because he's got this emblem. But it's, of course, bullshit. That you could probably order on the line. Yeah, on the line from Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. So um, Shane does not live in New York. Um, He travels kind of back and forth a lot um, to see Sarma. Uh, he quickly begins asking Sarma for cash, though. Remember, she owes like two million in debt, right? So she's, she's not- like, "Yeah, let me give you thousands of dollars." Yeah, she just starts giving him money, um, which they didn't really explain that. No, no there's lots of stuff that she. Like, so what? Like why? I don't know. There's lots of stuff that she doesn't explain, and then there's a lot of stuff that they do not. I don't know if they just didn't ask the right questions or they're not doing enough in- 
investigative questioning yeah, of her. I don't know. So, or maybe like um, her. Or they're like, we, that answer's boring. We're just going to leave it vague. Yes. Um, because I, I had, I ended up the second time walking away with a lot of questions. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in the and meantime. another thing. Yes. Uh, it looks like he has money. He's got cars, Bentley, trips, etc. Um, you know, whose money was he spending at that point? That was my first question. Like, outside of this shit is crazy. Um, and why is she now giving him money? Like, the whole thing was just kind of strange. Right. Um, but then he actually says one time when he's in the restaurant to one of the staff members, I just want to get out of the mud and blood. He fucking says that statement. I was like, bro, don't be trying to Did you watch perpetrate. One too many uh, apocalypse <laughs> now. <laughs> versions oh my god like dude what what's cool is sarma's dad and sister seem to smell the bullshit right they interviewed them on the documentary um anthony basically seems like a homeless guy (laughs) um and then she also introduces him to a friend of hers that is homeless and um that she had helped uh and his his name's also Anthony, by the way. And um, he automatically doesn't like Shane. He's like, something's up with this dude. And he makes a point to say that during the documentary. Like, he's seeing all these red flags. Um, the employees, of course, are also seeing red flags. Uh, they find out that Shane, um, also known as Anthony, um, has had a or does have a criminal record. Um, for impersonating a cop, right? Sarma is pretty dismissive about that information. Um, and she basically just says he explains it away. But I had a hard How? time. Yeah. I had a hard time <laughs> believing that because I was like, they literally pulled up his record and presented it to her. And she's like, oh. she's like, it's okay. Is it all like hinged on the. The dog and the immortality bullshit? I think a lot of it has to do with that. fantasy? But then I also believe, because she... Remember, she has this debt now, right? That she's... The two million? Yes. Yeah. Um, That I also feel like she wanted to get out from under. So either... As one does. Yep. And, of course, Shane's making it look like he has all this money. Right? So I do believe that there's some part of her that so that's maybe, how he fished her in, and I, then he was like, "Oh well, in order to move to the next level, you got to give me all this money and don't ask any questions yeah. and do all this crazy dumb shit that he has her doing, and uh, make and by the way, make her dog immortal in the process." <laughs> so, um, that is so weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. After a few months, she kind of alludes that they're going to break up, right, during the documentary because she's kind of confused about all of the stuff that's happening. And she ends up going to her mother's alone, to or to be alone. I think her mom was away at the at that time or whatever. And um, Shane ends up reaching out to her um, along with his dad, and they come and pick her up. Dad also backs up yeah, Shane's this story. Yeah, this is the weirdest um, what is up with the dad? Yeah, I so he's kind of a piece of shit. Was it really his dad? I think so, but I think he's just a piece of shit. 
And he's in on whatever. So this... he probably like paid him off or something. Probably. that's how he got that other girl too. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the dad. Right? So. Right. Because she's like, oh, I'm not believing you. But then the dad comes in and is like, oh, no, it's true. It's all it's true. It's all true. It's true. And she's like, okay, here's some more money. Yes. Yeah. So if you didn't already think it was weird up to this point, it starts getting like more bad <laughs> shit crazy. Then you are. I want to party with you. <laughs> So, so during all of this, Sarma's been keeping a journal. Um, Shane actually takes her to Tiffany's. Uh, they're looking at a brownstone. Um, supposedly, he has all these assets, right? Sarma uh, begins to fall behind on her debt greatly because she's continuing to give him money. Um, morale is suffering at the restaurant. Shane tells her that he can make the $2 million debt go away. That's literally what Sarma says he tells her. So when I was watching this documentary again the second time, I noticed that at this point, she starts really getting fidgety in her chair when she's like talking about this. Um, <laughs> because then this is the part where... Here comes the psychology, everyone. <laughs> well, this is the part where she starts talking about marrying him, right? Because he's like presenting... Right, if that's how he can... Make the money go or the mm-hmm. debt go away. Yeah, and then she talks about how she talked to her accountant about oh, and they, the yeah, and they were like, "You should marry him." Yep, about getting the money without taxing, right? So she visibly gets uncomfortable during the interview on the documentary and is kind of vague about the circumstances when she's talking about it. Which I was like, okay, this bitch has got something that she feels like is up her sleeve. So this is where I was like, I don't think everything is as it seems where she's like, oh, it was just total course of control. He manipulated me. I think Sarma went into it thinking that she was going to get some financial windfall out of this. And the whole marriage thing wasn't really like something that was going to happen between her and somebody she like was in love with. Right. I think it was just a partnership. Um, yeah. So they marry uh, November 2012. And then she... <laughs> she's like, where's my money? Yeah, she talks about the nuptials in a manner that kind of makes it sound like a business deal, right? A transaction. Right, she doesn't want to tell the people at her restaurant. No, and she says the following. She says, it felt a little romantic because it's hard not to. I sort of felt in the moment. So I don't think she really married him for love. I think she just wanted the $2 million free and clear based off of what her accountant told her. Yeah. She tells one friend that she got married, but no one at the restaurant or her family knows, right? She's hiding it from her staff or not really being honest about it, which is what we find out in the documentary. And then he seems to be telling everyone that they got married. Sarma's my wife now. Um... So he's peddling, uh, he's still peddling the secret operative story, right? And it's at this point, um, she's introduced to Will Richards, who is part of the secret operations that Shane is running. And he needs all of her bank account records, personal information for protection. Mind you, he's contacting her on fucking Gmail. That was like, what? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> If you're really part of some CIA like black ops bullshit, do you really think that somebody's going to be reach out on Gmail? Fucking reaching out to you on Gmail asking you for all your personal stuff? That's just like those Nigerian prince emails you get. 
oh, you need my bank account? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I was just so like, is it what? just that she wanted it to be true, so she, like, sold herself on the idea? I think so. I really believe. She was like, this is what I have to do to get this money. Yes. I think so. Dude. I- uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go make him take you to the bank and make the bank show you he has the money. I'm sorry, but... Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, she ends up giving access to her accounts, her email, I know. bank accounts. No. Um, and Even then my spouse doesn't have access to my accounts. <laughs> Anthony, which is Shane, also says in a past life that Leon was his dog, right? He says that to Sarma. And their love is almost... Um, like godlike, right? Spiritual. Um, and then at one point he starts calling her uh TBH, which is the tiny blonde uh blonde, blonde human, human, which I thought was Which strange. also means to be honest, but <laughs> I mean he kind of makes himself out to sound like non human, right? Like some sort of immortal like otherworldly. Like, yes. He promises to make Sarma and Leon immortal if she continues on with the plan. So Sarma has to wire money to him, um, which are considered tests each time she does it. She honestly, I think, believes she's special. I think she's thought that for a long time. Because even in watching like her dad talk about her, he's just kind of like rolling his eyes at certain periods and is like, this is just Sarma. You know what I mean? That's kind of like the feeling that I got from him huh. during the documentary. And then I, I was kind of thinking, like, well, she did kind of come from wealth. So, you know, a lot of things were handed to her. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, her dad was a physicist and a professor at MIT. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's kind of in this upper echelon of power and, you know, uh, probably amongst people or gets to meet a lot of people that so are. So then you would think that they would have told her, hey, don't go giving your bank information. <laughs> to a random on gmail like i'm sorry um what uh, yeah i just don't understand this is like something you'd expect from your grandma you know what i'm saying grandma i told you you have that 200 dollars to jimmy baker what are you doing right no (laughs) yeah uh i just think she's i don't know I don't know how to explain it. I like I said, she's introverted. I, I don't know that. I don't know what's exactly going well, on. We with don't her. know the whole story. No, a, we only know what Netflix showed us, and so it just it has a lot of holes. Is all I'm saying. Yes, lots of holes, and then she doesn't do a good job of clearing up some of the confusion or no. explaining. <laughs> That behavior correctly. I but just... then, I mean, you know, these other stories that we've talked about, it's like they don't really have a good answer. I think, like, once you're in it, it's such a mind fuck. Yeah. And that it... you're like, I don't know. Like, at the mm-hmm. time, it seemed reasonable, but, like, it's not at all reasonable. Yeah, and I don't want to completely, like, dismiss what I do believe was probably some course of control yeah. that was being um, Well, I mean, yeah, talk about his her. other wife. Yeah. Which we'll eventually get to probably on the second, oh, second episode. Oh, I yeah. did it again. Um, <laughs> but so she ends up 
opening up like a offshoot of the restaurant, which is called the One Luck- Lucky Duck. The Lucky Duck. Yep. It sells Cornola juice. Because, you know, when you're like drowning in debt... <laughs> It's a great idea to open up another restaurant. Why wouldn't you? I don't know if she was like lying to herself at this point. I'm not sure. We um, don't know. But she supposedly is making around $7 million. She gives Jeff, uh, the original investor, a check for 100 k right? To say like, hey, you know, we're making some money. Here's some money to pay you back. That kind of thing. Um, but Shane's like slowly Please being- don't cash it for like 10 years. <laughs> That's the longest float ever. Shane's slowly being more present, and Sarma seems to be more and more invisible at the restaurant. So Shane seems to be, like, at the restaurant all the time. And that's not good. Yeah. He doesn't know anything. Yep. And they don't like him either. They can't stand him. They hate Shane. Um, And then Shane shows up one day and, like, actually takes all the employee files, which the staff are like, what the fuck is happening? Um, he would also take to calling the staff red shirts and blue shirts. Um, like that was kind of weird. Um, (laughs) scrimmage, (laughs) like flag football. (laughs) And then at the same time, he's like constantly disappearing. And I'm like, where is he going? Like, and Sarma doesn't know either, supposedly. Um, but she keeps sending him money, like thousands of dollars. Uh, she believes that she's going to be a queen in some ordained other universe where Leon is going to be immortal. Um, but does she really think that? I think so, dude, because remember that article that I was referring to at the beginning? Like, Oh, because that's what the whole article was about? Yes, it was still about her belief on her dog becoming immortal. And I was like, this to me, like, you have this gotten in all this trouble. This is too crazy to be fake. Yeah. At first when I read it, I was like, this has got to be some bullshit. But then watching this documentary, <laughs> I was like, I think. This has got to be some, <laughs> this is some bullshit right here. <laughs> I now believe that she thinks this. I think she believes it. I do. Okay. Um, And it I also be. think Anthony has a mental health disorder. Sir, you, I hope, get Sir. an assessment. <laughs> Histrionic. <laughs> uh, it's called in Latin uh, coda. <laughs> I mean, I was leaning more towards like all uh, of Dudicus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I started thinking maybe it was like schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder. No, I think he's just a like, piece of shittia, <laughs> and. He is a scammer. Yeah, he definitely. Is a scumbag. Yes, he's definitely a scammer. Um, but it's at this point though, too. Sarma's also packing up all her shit and just picking up and leaving, like not managing the restaurant or businesses anymore. Um, she's still journaling, but she's staying at at these different hotel rooms. You know, he's telling her to stay there, and then he's calling it in the box so that someone something can't hear what they're talking about whenever they have their conversations. And, like, in the box is, like, maybe the shower is going and they're talking in the bathroom so nobody can supposedly hear them. Uh, the spy thing. Yeah. And then he brings out this meat suit concept where he is purposely gaining weight because of Sarma. It's, like, some sort of fucking test, he says. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> our, our own meat suits. Oh, my God. It's called menopause. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was he high on estrogen? (laughs) 
does he have on estrogen? Dude. Because um, she's like, you're disgusting. Oh, yeah. She can't stand him at this point. Supposedly. But he's he's going to make her immortal. So she's sticking to so her guns. Like, well, she's all in. The, about that two million, though. <laughs> what about that? So uh, it's at this point during the documentary that they Nazim enters the picture, who's the assistant to Shane. He supposedly believes the bullshit that he's right. Like, another peddling. believer. Yeah, he's a, a bartender that meets Shane somehow, <laughs> and he decides to invest in the juice bar around thirty five thousand dollars. I Which was like, is a lot when you work in a restaurant. Thank you. And not only that, why the fuck? I mean, I don't think I've ever had that much just sitting around when I worked in a service industry. What? Okay, but also, like, why are you investing money into a company without a contract? Because he was all in on this bullshit. Uh, dude, I was this like, what? This is the thing with these people. They are really savvy in finding <laughs> people that believe their bullshit. You know? And I think a lot of it also is like, if you throw your line in, out enough, you're going to catch something. And so... Yeah. I mean, he could have been saying this and other people are like, dude, you're fucking... You're total liar yeah but or then you have people like oh i'm gonna be a queen in another world <laughs> he was probably like can you believe this shit they're actually believing this shit i want to this is the documentary i want to see unfiltered him and his dad oh yeah what's the story there yeah, like this is what i told her and you need to back me up and his dad was like sounds good like what <laughs> I'd be like, while they're at the casino spending money. Um, So Shane or Anthony is still talking about collecting souls and the devil. Um, If this has everything, doesn't it? Oh my God. It's got the devil. It's got some kind of maybe aliens, (laughs) meat suits. It really has everything. I mean, and during this whole time, though, she's still wiring him money, but recording Blue his shirts, conversations. Blue shirts, red shirts. <laughs> and then... Uh, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, why? Uh, well, and she's recording their conversations. Yes, and recording conversations. And Indiana Jones gets brought up. Remember the speech he gives to her about Indiana Jones? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. She's basically got to put all of her trust in him. Um... And since she's given him all this money, I don't think she can walk away from him at this point. So I feel like she basically realized she was in a lot of trouble. Yes. And I'm screwed. Yep. And it wasn't just a story about being immortal or whatever, (laughs) rise to eternal greatness that she was going to experience at this fucking point. Like, I don't know, go up into the clouds or whatever it was she was going to do. Um, I think she knew at this point she owed a lot of money and was in a lot of trouble. And so she just continued. So she was just like to, avoiding it. Yes. I think she just decided okay. I got to stay I mean, in. we can all. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> I mean, not like gone to a hotel or whatever. But, you know, there's stuff that I'm like, yep, yeah, not going to deal with that today. Even though just sitting there staring at me. I know, dude. You're like trying to like ignore it and pretend it's not Taxes happening. come to mind. <laughs> Just sitting there. Oh, I got to do them. <laughs> so, uh, 2012 and 2014, she spent around $100.7 million at this point between, you know, like giving it to him, her going on trips, doing all her bullshit. Right. Because 
I, I'm scared to bring up anything, so I don't know where you're going to make us stop this section. But are you <laughs> going to talk about how he makes her go to Europe by herself? That will be on part two. Damn it, people. I know. So to wrap this one up, I want to talk a little bit about... Yeah, before I wreck the whole thing. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the ex-Matthew. So um, Matthew's situation is kind of... What could have been. Yeah, he's kind of interesting to me because he did, like I said, he opened up his first restaurant, uh, Matthew's, in New York City in 1993. And he was named the following year as the best new chef by Food & Wine magazine. Hmm. Okay. So over the years, Matt has authored 12 cookbooks and founded numerous vegan restaurants across the world, including the U.S. Bahrain Bogota. Costa Rica, Dubai. Wait, what was that? Pagoda? <laughs> Pagoda. What'd you say? Bogota? Oh, Bogota. <laughs> Sorry. Did it not sound like Pagoda, everyone? It did. <laughs> Bogota. 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 Are you trying to be, like, fancy? Yeah. Like, okay. You just came back right. from Puerto Rico. I know. So. I'm not talking we, weird we? like that. Uh, <laughs> Bogota. Sydney and Buenos Aires. Wow. Yeah. He's done a lot, dude. So he is the founder of. You should have held on to him with like grim death. Oh my God. Yeah. Mr. Fox gets kicked to the curb. (laughs) He's the founder of Matthew Kinney Cuisine and the Matthew Kinney Culinary Academy. Are his stuff all vegan? Uh, Most of it, yes. Yeah. It's. I don't understand. Like, how many cookbooks did you say? 12. Like, how many ways is there to cook vegetables? Like, I don't get it. Apparently and wasn't this one like a raw place where <laughs> yes. mostly it was raw? It was raw. So, food. like, beyond salad, I'm at a loss. <laughs> <laughs> my my restaurant mean, will be very boring. Okay. I, I'm and, sorry. And crudite. <laughs> crudite. Look here, dude. <laughs> I did not look up any of his books. I have no idea okay. like what the recipes entail. I mean, I think when I was watching it, I looked up because the the big claim to fame from Pure F- Food and Wine that I saw was their lasagna recipe. Yeah, did you which look is supposed at that? to be really good. And I don't no, know. <laughs> I want like noodles and <laughs> cheese. I don't know, so. man. Maybe we need to try it and see if it's any good. No, thank you. <laughs> It's made with, like, eggplant. Yeah. With raw? No. Thank you. I I treat this like religion. You do you, and I'm going to do me. Dude, I don't know. I don't That's know. That's a hard pass but for me. Look at, look at all the big names they had coming through. Oh, whatever. <laughs> these people, these famous people... I think there's something wrong with them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I have no idea. And I maybe in his other cookbooks, like some of his stuff is like cooked or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I do know that their restaurant they owned together was raw, um, and it was based on his, you know, his expertise as yeah. far as culinary goes. Okay, I'm just saying, so. I'm out in a couple ways. <laughs> The vegan and the raw. I like cooked, and I like meat and cheese. <laughs> and I can have like some uh, some sort of panko crust, fried, 
<laughs> and front. bacon exactly. fat. Exactly. <laughs> None of that is going to be in there. Okay. Uh, no, definitely not. I'm sorry. Um. So he's he's got a plant based diet education business. In 2019, he opened the all vegan food hall, Plant City, in Providence, Rhode Island. That same year, he also launched the plant based nutrition bar. And I don't know how to say this correctly, but great. I in, can't wait. Into the <laughs> life. What? <laughs> how do you spell it's, it? It's spelled N T I D O T E life don't ask me i don't know Intidote. i'm not gonna fucking eat it Intidote life <laughs> so last year Kennedy, that seems I mean, ill-conceived Kenny. okay from a marketing <laughs> standpoint you want people it's like those personalized plates if people don't know what you're saying that's a fail okay i'm sorry <laughs> what <laughs> That's a oh little tangent for you. Um, last year, he opened Odessa, which is a plant-based restaurant in London's South <gasps> Fridges. Oh, my goodness. I could have gone you there, but gone not there. because I don't like vegan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not really pro-plant. Just kidding. Um, some of his restaurants are just his name only, so he's got some branding going Good God. on. Good oh, he's What are you doing, Sarma? You should have... <laughs> Stayed with him. Dude, he's hugely successful. That's why I wanted to cover him a little bit because I. I this so is maybe where... she was like depressed after breaking up with him, and she's like, "Well, I'm never going to find anybody like this guy. I'm going to go for the total opposite. I don't who's know. a huge loser. I don't know, dude. It's weird. Like after I started looking him up to see like where he's come, like where how he's like how far he's come. Yeah. Um, and then Jeff's choice of going with Sarma, you know, versus with Matt because. Boobs, right? <laughs> you think that he was like, oh, wrong call there, since Matt's I like doing so. so good. Yeah. And he was like, what the Some hell? Some regret. I don't, you know what though? But JJ's powerful, dude. It's like magic. That's all I gotta <laughs> it's say. Like magic. I mean, well, I hope it can magically get us out of this mess we're in. <laughs> I have my doubts. Okay. Uh, I don't know, man. They wanna they want to um put us on the production line and make some profit off of us. So who does? Uh, the Supreme Court justices. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it up. Okay. Um however, Matt <laughs> <laughs> So Matt, since this whole thing has happened with Sarma and she's gone to court and all this other stuff. Matt has actually stated that people should give Sarma another chance and um, and allow her, if she wants to, at some point to open another restaurant. So he's kind of weighed in on the discussion and has said Maybe he could give her one of his. I know. He's got like a hundred from the sound of it. So <laughs> maybe you could help her out, Matt. Yeah, come on, Matt, Kenny. Help your old girlfriend <laughs> oh out. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So I, uh, so far, I'm not necessarily Team Sarma. I do feel like she's. What complicit. are our choices? What are our choices um, for teams? Wiener Schnitzel, or- Red Licorice, <laughs> <laughs> or the Mummy. Well, I'm for sure Team Wiener Schnitzel, <laughs> but like, is it either your Sarma or? The loser guy? Oh, no. Okay. No. no, I'm team Matt, I think. (laughs) (laughs) He seems like a 
a shining star. Um, I mean, it, it does seem like some people did pick sides, but there's still a lot of people that don't believe everything that Sarma's saying. And I think I'm more on that side of... Uh, well, I think we just don't have the facts. Well, all and of it. we might not. And maybe we'll never have all of them, right? Because she's only going to well, give so sure. much information. And then, of course, it, he's... He's full of shit. Anthony, so who cares? Uh, we Why can't even ask? believe anything that's going to come out of his mouth. So, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, if you can, if you haven't watched it yet, please go out. Yeah, it's not that long. No. I mean, it's what, like four episodes? I think four episodes, yes. Um, Bad Vegan. And you can um, knock that out in a day. Yep. You, you can totally really wanted binge to. watch it on Netflix. <laughs> um, part two is going to be. On the other two episodes, and then um, we'll continue to uh, talk shit about what happens <laughs> because it just gets crazier as we move on. Right. Um. So yeah, be looking for that. Um. Did you have? Are you just releasing these in order? I don't know yet. We can have a discussion okay. and figure out what we. I think we do. should because okay. people get mad. Part Julie, one and part two about having to wait. <laughs> And then, like, oh, damn, there's a whole nother one in between. <laughs> so let's release this one and then the other one. And then part two? Yeah. The following You're weekend. welcome, everyone. <laughs> All two of you. Yeah. Uh, Beyond us, too. I know. <laughs> All of our loyal fans That's out there. That's right. There's probably, um, like, ten. I think we have more than ten. All right. We've got a regular demographic going. <laughs> I like it. Staunch supporters. AKA family members. Hey, that, I'll friends. take it. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some randoms from the Netherlands. Oh, yes. Since you were dropping some of our business cards at, at random places. I yeah. might have gone right in the trash, but who knows? Probably. We'll <laughs> or somebody was like, I'm going to put my gum in there. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. So hopefully you liked this episode. Stay tuned for two. Yep, episode the final, two. The final bad vegan. Yeah, the final bad vegan. Um, we'll figure out what we're going to call everything. All right, peeps. Do you got any last words? Um, elections matter. Elections That's all I have matter. to say. <laughs> yeah, but if it's like rigged to begin with. I know, but dude, you can't like... I think the sad thing is, is that we just take everything for granted here. We do. And um, we're, it's really biting us in the ass. Well, and but here's my other problem, right, is because um, I think I know what you're talking about, which is probably the Supreme Court. Um, and <laughs> Oh, it's beyond that, though. Yeah, true. But I feel like we've seen the erosion of uh, the Supreme Court and the legitimacy of that for uh, several years now. And any um, platform that they want to make about them being still separate and not politicized is utter bullshit. Uh So you cannot tell us that when the majority of Americans feel one way. Gaslit. Yes. Don't don't do that. Yeah, I don't want to hear your bullshit anymore. If you guys are going to make a decision based on your own beliefs, uh, religious or otherwise. Then fine. But don't fucking tell me it's not political because it 100% is. Yeah. That's um, why you're there. Somebody bought those seats. That's the thing. Yes. 100%. And then here's the other thing. Uh, somebody leaked that 
draft and you opened an investigation, but you did not open an investigation into Thomas, whose wife is a fucking traitor to the country. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. So that just shows you what the priorities are. (laughs) It's a fucking scary time, okay? It is. And I'm just saying, like... We're with you. We're scared, too. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm too old to have kids, but that doesn't mean I don't worry about my daughter and my granddaughter. Yes. And that's the other thing I think that really pisses me off about just America of late. And it was very amplified during COVID is that this whole attitude of, well, it's not me, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, You should fucking care. Okay. Yeah. Like, why does it have to involve you specifically before you care? Yeah. That just shows me you're a shitty person. I'm sorry. Well, and the other thing, too, is, like, um, so women, right, have been trying to get equality for a while. And some people are like, oh, yeah, well, you guys have made, like, huge strides. Well, uh yeah, in some areas, maybe. We'll let you work yeah. outside the home. Basically, You're welcome. Yeah. Um, but then when you have something like this happen, um, where you're overturning precedent. From like, 50, from 50 years 70 ago. years ago? Yep. Um, so why even have precedent then? Yeah, that's the thing. It's total bullshit now because you basically just said it was. And on top of that, um, you cannot tell me that this isn't a referendum on females when you are legitimately trying to set us back. That's exactly what you're doing because we carried the last, last election 100%. If it wasn't for the fucking women out there carrying yeah. that shit, then I don't know that we would have been able to get that piece of shit out of office. Um, oh, well, look how hard he was fighting fighting to not. Yes. So, And that's like, still, crickets, what? Yeah, that's that's a whole nother fucking thing. But I feel <laughs> that's what like... That's this should be called. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I feel like this upcoming decision, which I know is going to happen, I don't care what they say, um is basically trying to push females back down. So, it that's... But here's the other thing. If you think they're stopping at this? Oh no, they're not going to. Then you're high. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Then you're not So here we go awake. again. Like, why do you have to wait until it personally affects you? Why can't you just be like, this isn't the country. We are going to be the only country that has this ban. Like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. And guess what else? Like, no one is pro-abortion. Like, no one is like, yay, I get to have an abortion today. That's not how it is. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's that's pro what It's pro-bodily autonomy. You've been screaming, my body, my choice about the fucking vaccine. I don't really hear that now when it's just women. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I mean, that that's what I mean. Like, that's why I was walking around this last week and I was, uh, kids, I'm sorry, but I was, I was telling my husband- <laughs> Kids. But, but he had a penis and he was part of the problem. The enemy. <laughs> right. And that's the other thing. Like, if you're really worried about unwanted pregnancies, then legislate a fucking dude. They can get people pregnant every day, several times a day. Mm-hmm. Where's that? Oh, yeah. no, we could never. What? You can't even give them birth control. Like, what? But they are legislating them. They're allowing them to hold us accountable if we make decisions about our reproductive rights, right? Where they can take us to court and criminalize us. 
That's how they're oh, doing it. Oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Oh, my God. We did it again. We ended on a sad note. We're going to stop doing this. So, anyway, stick around for part two of Bad Vegan. <laughs> and fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> the patriarchy. Yes. Oh. Uh, I don't believe that I can have kids anymore either, but I do worry about um, our kids um, and then everyone that comes after them, maybe our grandkids or whoever. For sure. Um, because, you know, it's, yeah, it, this is a huge setback. Everyone so. go watch The Handmaid's Tale because we're fucking living it. Yes. Um, yeah. Even Margaret Atwood said that. Yeah, I'm just waiting for them to give the rights to my bank account to my spouse. I know, right? <laughs> What was it? The 70s was when you could have your own credit card? I think it was, yeah, the 70s. Yes. So what? Yeah. Not too I mean, long this ago. is not good. Not this is definitely ago. not good. Yeah. I'm just saying. So. All right. Oh. Sorry. Um, go eat some ice cream or something. <laughs> go watch Bad Vegan and eat a big steak. <laughs> a cheeseburger with extra Before they take that away from bacon. us. I won't give it up. <laughs> oh, my God. God. All right, peeps. See you next time. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Said